Hey there, it's Mathieu. And this is Federico. Welcome to The Dart Bullseye. A podcast on innovators, entrepreneurs, and investors. AKA people familiar with the meta. In fact, we love to chat with brilliant people coming from all walks of life. Like you who want with no rails. You who launched Christmas in three months. You who want to challenge Amazon e-commerce. You who dream to send your car to space. You who invested in oil during the Great Bubble. And you who built an e-commerce for high-end men's clothing. Today with me there is Simone Maggi. Simone is the CEO of Lanieri, a startup he co-founded in 2013 with Riccardo Schiavotto. Lanieri is an e-commerce specialized in made in Italy, made to measure men's clothing. He holds a Master of Science in Computer Engineering from the University of Pavia and an MBA from CDI. Welcome Simone, thanks for joining us. Hi Federico, thank you for having me, it's a great pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, what's your role in Lanieri and what's Lanieri in a nutshell? I'm the CEO and co-founder of Lanieri. We started seven years ago. It was a great uh, pleasure to start a new company. And Lanieri is uh, like, uh, it's experience. First of all, it's experience uh, around the made to measure. We started with uh, a dream. We would like to bring uh, the uh, fashion experience of a tailor, uh, the high-end tailor, directly online. Seven years ago, there were only uh, two, three players, no more, doing that job. And so we, we thought, we are Italian, we are the expression of the best know-how of the fashion, but there was uh, nobody that uh, brings that uh, experience online. So we started uh, with, with that dream to bring that online experience and uh, Lanieri is a commerce, is experience, is a service for made-to-measure gar- garments. So we sell uh, online and offline, suits, shirts, uh, whatever, with the great uh, Italian experience, Italian uh, heritage, that online all over the world. We sold uh, in uh, our products in 67 countries in the world with uh, 50% of uh, selling abroad. Why Lanieri? Why this name? Ah, that's, just, that's fun because uh, the original name was a natural gentleman and uh, my uh, co-founder Riccardo told us, but guys, uh, we want to sell Italian made, uh, made to measure suit. We have to change the name because natural gentleman uh, abroad is, uh, is uh, not the, the right name, especially because uh, in the, for example, in uh, Thailand or uh, on the east, uh, east part of the world, uh, there are a lot of uh, Italian sounding name like uh, Ranieri or uh, uh, Giorgio Almani or whatever. So we said, no, no, we have to change. And we, we, tr- we thought for a different name. So we started um, from our place, Biella and Italy, and uh, different uh, places like uh, Sartoria or Sarti. So Taylor, that, that kind of uh, um, word. But uh, we arrived to Lana, so the bull. The, the bull in Italian is uh, the name is Lana. And so we saw, we, we thought Lana, Lanati, Lanieri. Oh, Lanieri, it's cool. And we booked uh, Lanieri.com and that, that's the way. 
that's a fun way. We don't have yeah. a surname uh, in the company or uh, heritage because my surname is Maggi, not Lanieri. <laughs> and it's yeah, not of course. We receive a lot of emails that say, oh, Mr. Lanieri, thank you for this, uh, <laughs> this order. It's, it's a great pleasure, but no. So that's a fun story. And well, it seems it worked well at the end of the day because you uh, grew in a very nice way. Uh, what about your background? You have a technical background and especially um, how did it help you in building this venture? Yes, I have a technical background because I'm a computer science engineer. And uh, I say that uh, it was very important for that because uh, if you want to do a new company, a new startup in that way, selling a very difficult product, thinking and uh, uh, projecting. So this experience online was very difficult. And my background uh, made um, uh, of uh, algorithm and whatever, it was very important. Our measurement process has also a little bit of machine learning. Okay. right now, has uh, um, a lot of uh, important in the technical skills. Technology is our main product in Lanieri, and that's why Reda understood the value and bought finally yeah, the Lanieri. Which is a big topic for the end of the podcast because, <laughs> of course, we are going to deep dive into it at the end. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah you yeah. said, let's go back to Lanieri as a, as a product. Um, as a user, I can go uh, on your website and build my my own suit my own uh, my own product um so okay of course i understand the relevance of your technical background but what about the mm-hmm. fashion skills and all what's about you know the vertical uh, skills and expertise you need to have to succeed in this business yes that's another main topic because uh, you know that lanieri received uh, the, the initial money um, from Reda. Yes. Reda is, a, is an Italian company that is a leading company in providing fabrics to B2B uh, companies. So just to give a little background about that. Yes, yes, exactly. And that's why Reda is, was very important for us because they give us uh, the, the know-how about uh, products, fashion and fabrics that we uh, didn't have uh, in the past. So yes, that's why Reda was our main uh, sponsor and uh, they give us uh, a lot of uh, important know-how about fashion. We were tech guys, but we uh, need also the fashion fashion skills. Uh, Reda has a lot of history, 150 years old, more than 150 years old. Uh, uh, they sell uh, all over the world with 85% uh, of uh, the export. So they give us uh, the the quality of uh, Italian heritage. That was so important for us because we have the guys. Yeah, of course. And uh, and what attracted you into this field? You and your co-founder, I mean, uh, okay, of course, I understand the fact that you had uh, the sponsor, but uh, what's the feature or the features that you like the most about this field? We were during the MBA, our MBA in College de Engineer in Paris, and there was uh, an exam called uh, Innovation. And during that exam, you had to understand uh, previous company or think about new companies. So we were during that, that exam and we thought, okay, what do we need at the end of our MBAs? Okay, we need a suit. Okay, uh, we would like a great suit, tailored suit. 
And we thought, okay, but we don't have time to do that because uh, we were in Paris and so uh, we, we need a suit. So the process were the pain point. So we Google it and say, made to measure clothes or whatever. And we saw that we were only one in, uh, in the world. We saw a hole in the market. We did it. It was the challenge to create a new adventure. Wow, that's that's very interesting because it brings a bit of experience into the ideation process, you know, in venture building. And what's the biggest challenge you have faced in this process? I think the biggest challenge for a new company is to create a new team. The team is the biggest challenge every time because you need skills that you don't have and you don't know how to find it in the market. And... Um, create a great team great companies are made from great teams and that's i think the best and the worst challenge that you have faced yeah and i'm curious about one thing uh we did the same mba so more or less mm -hmm. i mean we know the kind of environment uh yeah uh you can get talent from but how difficult it is to switch from the managerial point of view you know to the uh startup point of view so uh Would you say that it's easy to uh, hire talents from an environment like our MBA, for instance, uh, for a startup like this, or it's still too relevant, the, the divide between the pure traditional managerial uh, expertise and what you would require as an, as an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, it's difficult to reply because when you want to start a new company, you need a different skills that you cannot find in MBA class. You need the digital marketing skills, you need technical skills. Uh, so we try to find in, the, in our network, but uh, we, uh, after the, the, the funding process, uh, it was easier to get to attract new talents uh, for that because uh, uh, Lanieri raised 1.5 million euros at the range um, around A. So it was very, very, very easy to attract talents. Okay. Uh, well, before we dive into uh, the open innovation features of your startup, let's uh, do a tricky thing. So uh, I know some you know, trends in fashion technology. I'm not an expert of either fashion technology or technology, generally speaking. So uh, let's see what's your opinion as, a, as an insider about some of those trends. For instance, hmm. AI into product design. So uh, basically, products that are designed by computers. Yeah. What do you see about yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. So AI is a main topic, it's a trending topic, uh, artificial intelligence or deep learning. I prefer to say deep learning instead of artificial intelligence the product design is a main topic and i think it's uh, the future of uh, the the algorithm because uh, you can uh, process a lot of data in specific in the product design i think uh, it, it could be great because uh, you can also explore different ways so It's like uh, thinking out of the box uh, with a machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. There are a lot of new algorithms for that, uh, for, for doing uh, product design, especially in the furniture process. Okay. So I take it as a positive feedback. What about um, AR and VR, especially in the shop experience? We study a lot of the technology of uh, augmented reality, virtual reality for the shop experience, but I think uh, the technology 
is uh, not the, the the point, the level point that uh, the customers want. I tell you, um, for example, experience for Lanieri. We uh, bought a body scanner that is quite different from uh, artificial uh, augmented reality, sort of virtual reality. But a body scanner was in our mind the best way to take measurements for our yeah. customers without the pain problem of uh, take visual visual uh, measures. But at the end, the customers felt that process like that is too invasive, too too much for me. I would like the 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 customer experience to take measures from our style advisor. I think augmented reality right now is the same uh, same way. You can do you can take uh, great results in augmented reality, for example, for marketing. Yeah. If you have a shop and you want to take a digital mirror, is the perfect. You can you introduct interactions. You can have a, a new digital way. But for mainstream, I think we are a little bit far. Okay, thank you. And what about the queen of the buzzwords, blockchain? What about blockchain? Oh. I mean, usually uh, it is related to supply chain traceability in terms of. Um, you know, value chain traceability for fashion and generally speaking, almost all sectors, which are physical goods, especially. Uh, what's your perception of it? Oh, blockchain is the biggest buzzword right yeah. now. <laughs> Coin, blockchain, Ethereum or whatever. You know, blockchain for people that don't, don't know the technology is like uh, a, a chain of blocks, of digital blocks, where you can put data. Data are maybe small data, small trusted data because it's not database blockchain, are the the biggest uh, value of the blockchain. So in that data, you could, for example, put uh, the name or a a number of your uh, physical product. I think blockchain for the products uh, are uh, a big mistake. So what's happened if you take that code uh, into uh, blockchain, but also in the, your product, and you, for example, change the code. You can sign uh, a art, a piece of art, you can sign a masterpiece or whatever, because it's like uh, unique. But for general product, for uh, I don't think it's, it's uh, the correct uh, um, technology to use that. Okay, thank you. This brings a little bit of reality and expertise into this very, very uh, controversial field. Um, which leads us to another topic you touched a little bit, which is sustainability. Uh, maybe for me, yeah. I'm not into this field, but it seems to be really the greatest trend in, in fashion and maybe in everything right now. Uh, what's your opinion about that? Are we close to some improvements? And are you optimistic we can really make a change? I think we are not closed at all. For example, Lanieri has some problem with sustainability because uh, some products, some parts of our products uh, are made from uh, not uh, recyclable materials. But uh, it's it's very important. I think it's very important to um, follow that road and to, especially to engage our customers in that way. We have to speak a lot of our customers that sustainability is very important. And even if you have to spend more money in that, it's very important to follow that road. That's my opinion. There are a lot of great brands. There are a lot of great brands brands doing that. 
uh, but we need more and more and more, especially for the customer, because uh, fast fashion, for example, fast fashion is is a problem for us because fast fashion is in, in, in opposite for sustainability, but customers right now want more clothes with low, lower price than um, uh, high-end quality products, uh, but more expensive. Thank you. Thank you for this deep dive into the sustainability issue. But let's go back to Lanieri now. Uh, a couple of months ago, in la- last November, uh, you communicated the successful exit. Uh, mm-hmm. Reda, your corporate sponsor, bought the uh, yeah. wool uh, company, so bought the 100% of Lanieri, uh, in a deal that is one of the biggest yeah. uh, open innovation examples, at least in Italy, I think. Yes, I think it's the, the biggest uh, open innovation uh, investment in Italy. For sure in this field, in this sector. Oh, yeah, sure. yes, absolutely. And that is really interesting. And I would like to ask you how your uh, cooperation with Reda started years ago and how it developed until uh, this successful exit. Yes, we started uh, during uh, a startup competition. We were a startup Piemonte d'Aosta because um, we won we arrived the first uh, we were the first startup of one that that, uh, that um, challenge and during that moment reda was uh, looking for new people for doing a new business because if you have a history a company that's 150 years old it's very difficult to change some process inside sometimes you need people outside that uh, don't know the the field where you have to, yeah. where, where you want to create a new company and so um we i think we made that for a, a casual uh, date yeah. <laughs> because during that startup competition it was a great experience and um they they, they saw us and, and and thought okay that guys are the right competencies for creating new business That's why we started our long journey. So well, that's a, a real example of a bold kind of open innovation uh, strategy because, I mean, uh, yeah. you realize you have probably not the exact competencies you need to innovate into your sector and you are capable enough to uh, not only discover but also attract and then retain uh, this talent in a form that is not exactly the usual form of innovation that companies uh, engage yeah. in. So, yeah, that's very interesting. It, and, uh, and it's very difficult for a company um, thinking about that they need some new competencies. So that's why open innovation in Italy is still difficult to manage because uh, in Italy, you know, we have a lot of uh, small, medium companies yeah. and uh, they don't have uh, the, not only the, uh, the money to put uh, for, a, for, for investment, but also the mentality. The mentality, I think, in Italy is the uh, the, the, the biggest uh, uh, mistake we have. Uh, so that's why uh, we, sincerely, we were very lucky seven years yeah. ago. That's true. And of course, I, I agree also with your opinion about that. But um, generally speaking, we are very often affected by the idea we have about, you know, the uh, the venture building process. So mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Lean Startup to whatever we are a little bit, you know, told about how to build a startup. Mm. How did the this kind of open innovation environment affect this sort of framework? But 
But, you know, Compare sponsor as uh, some odds, obviously, like a venture capitalist. But uh, I think the the most important thing to to think about Compare sponsor is uh, if you made a, a connection with a company that has an experience, that has a know-how, uh, especially in the field that you don't know, uh, it's better than to build up that experiences. So, and also the uh, the net of competencies or markets. For example, Reda is uh, has uh, a, a big experience also in China, in the United States of America. So they have they build up a lot of uh, competencies for that, but not for the new uh, start a new company that you want to build up. So if you want to create a net, if you want to create a presence, or if you want to access to markets, I think Compare Sponsor is the best experience that you can make. Well, let me go back to your previous point about uh, the lack in Italy, but also, generally speaking, in most European countries, of mm-hmm. an advanced entrepreneurial um, ecosystem in most fields in most sectors which sometimes especially for the smaller size of the companies with respect to us or asian companies um, can be a little bit detrimental to innovation in general mm-hmm. um, in this case open innovation could be a real factor of improvement for uh, filling the gap in, and in the, absolutely and in this sense what would you recommend to companies willing to engage in this kind of programs uh, the, the most and uh, the only important thing is uh, the cross-fertilization skills. Company has to uh, be prepared to um, accept new uh, skills, new people that have a different mindset. And uh, yes, they have to uh, be prepared to open for that skills, uh, the cross-fertilization. Cool. Startups has to understand the whole process and to be structured for, uh, from a, a corporate, but corporate has to be uh, open to the new thinking system. You know, the, the Italian phrase, uh, oh, sempre fatto così, you can translate it, we... We've always done that way. Yes, yeah. we've always done that way. That's a very Italian yeah. way, um, uh, sentence. Uh, it's the... The, the, the most difficult thing to eradicate. Yeah. And what about your timing for the exit? So I'm very curious to know, how do you, how could mm-hmm. you say, yes, that's the proper time to do an exit? It's different from a situation in which you have public markets that say, okay, Absolutely. there's an open window, I can go. Uh, this is totally different. How could you decide? And which factors made you optimistic about it? But we didn't have the exit in our pockets. Uh, we didn't decide to make an exit. IPO obviously was in our dream. <laughs> oh, and every startup's uh, dreams, IPO in the market. But in our case, it was different. We were in the B2C market because Lanier is a B2B, B2C company, sorry. And during that uh, our years, we developed a different strategy we develop, sorry, a technology that could be uh, also um, open, also feasible to different market. So in uh, 2019, yes, I think, yes, 2019, was well, September 2019, I was in the, our board meeting. 
and uh, I say, I have a new project in my mind. I would like to bring the technology that we made, that we built up in Lanieri, to shops. Think, for example, if you are a shoe shop, you sell a high-end shoes, uh, you have access also for, uh, for customers that want a suit, for example. So if we take our technology and uh, in B2B process, in the B2B selling process, uh, we sell that, uh, our technology for the shops, so you create a new connection. That was uh, our dream, our second dream. And Areda, in that case, uh, was thinking, okay, that's so interesting. That was so interesting because we are a B2B companies. And in that way, we could access to a different markets all over the world. And so after that, uh, the exit is quite normal because you take the technology and uh, you can uh, spread the technology all over the world. Um, sincerely, Radar was, wasn't uh, the only uh, investor because there was also Vitale Barberis Canonico. And that's why the exit was uh, the, the correct process. Okay, thank you for the information. And what about your future? Uh... What's going to keep you busy in the near future? You know, uh, if you remember, I'm a tech guy. I'm a computer science engineer. I love machine learning. I love deep learning. And I think I would like to come back, uh, to make a step back uh, that way and to create a new company, a new startup. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, when you made a, a, your first startup, uh, it's so exciting process to, new, to, to think about new, mm. new startup. So I think my future will be like entrepreneur, obviously, uh, in a different way. Not fashion, maybe, but uh, in a different way. And now the due question. What's the coolest thing that you expect to see in 2040? Oh, uh, it's, uh, I, I hope it's a dream, another dream. I hope sincerely autonomous driving uh, cars. I think it's the best, oh. uh, the coolest thing, the best technology that I think we are preparing. Tesla is uh, the, bo- the best uh, uh, car manufacturer in that way. And uh, sincerely, I hope, because if you think that revolution in autonomous driving cars, uh, it's a biggest challenge. You can, uh, you can spend a lot of uh, time driving, but especially the... Uh, security of driving it will increase a lot uh, and if you think that uh, uh, people that, uh, that die during uh, <clears throat> uh, driving is the worst number in the world uh, or that's I think the coolest uh, uh, experience and the coolest uh, also technology that we sincerely have to, to wait and to dream in 2014 well, that's one of Mathieu's favorite topics. So be prepared. He will contact you quite soon, as soon as he listens to the, to the episode. <laughs> okay. Simone, thanks a lot for, for joining us. It was a pleasure to meet you and to talk about these very interesting topics. And congratulations for all of your achievements and I wish you the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you, Federico. Satisfied with today's guest, Federico? Absolutely, it was exactly the way we like it here. Concise, swift and on target. Yeah, you know what else is on target? Subscribing to this pod. Couldn't agree more. Folks, did you like it? Then hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. Did you dislike it? Then hit the subscribe button and share it with that colleague you hate. Either way, follow us.